0: welcome to a new podcast this is everything with everett a talk show podcast hosted by everett mcconaughey from boise idaho the purpose of this production is to share thoughts voices and information to further a discussion on who we are as individuals communities and a global presence everything with everett is open to all topics of discussion faith religion history finances and well everything follow like listen and subscribe visit everett mcconaughey.com Welcome back to Everything with Everett, this is video number two of this week. This section is in the know, something a little bit less based on the news. Kind of a work in progress with the new format, changing it from one 30-minute segment to two 15-minute segments uh, with things that either relate or don't. This week, uh, both episodes seem to kind of be connected. Earlier was about your rights to freedom of speech online, and today is the Communications Decency Act, Section 230, from 1996. This law uh, basically set up internet companies so that they didn't have the responsibilities of newspapers, out, media outlets uh, TV stations and radio stations um, kind of gave them some immunity as it were and there's definitely some good aspects to it, it was well intentioned I think, um, but also the internet was in its infancy for sure in 96 when that was written and I think that it definitely needs to be modified, I think as it stands it's kind of A lot of gray area. Um, I definitely think there needs to be a level of immunity from uh, internet companies, from their users, but at the same time, I think that because they are uh, gaining our personal information and uh, being able to market that, and that is how they are making money, then I think that we're at a time where they've come up with profitable models to where... Um, They should have some accountability as to what they are uh, putting out there. They should be actively enforcing and universally enforcing their standards. Um, It's kind of odd that certain things get taken down immediately and other things seem to go until it's like, whoops, we missed that. Um, So I definitely think that they should be able to be sued. I think that there should be some responsibility um, on that standpoint for the media outlets. Um, I have a video from NBC News that I'd like to share that kind of explains the uh, Communications Decency Act Section 230, and we'll get to that right after this sponsor. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. The team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Buzzsprout gets your show listed on every major podcast platform. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Click the link in the show notes and let Buzzsprout know Everett sent you. You'll get a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and you'll help
1: support this show. It is a tiny law that's had a huge impact on the Internet as we know it. Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. Lawmakers on both sides of the aisle want to change the way the law works, affecting how content is moderated online. So what exactly is Section 230? NBC News' Jane Tim and David Ingram explain. So Section 230 is the piece of law that says the websites aren't responsible for the content that's posted on there. So if I write something on Yelp, it's not Yelp's fault. But it does allow Yelp to moderate, to try and filter out profanity, to have a terms and service, and try and create the community they want. When this law was written on the books in 1996, the idea was to give some sort of incentive for internet providers and websites and tech companies to have some rules of the road. But they weren't going to make them responsible for it. Previous law had actually said if you moderate your content, you're responsible for it. You're part of the creators. And this law was designed to essentially take the disincentive away. So section 230 reads, all 26 words of it, no provider or user of an interactive computer service shall be treated as the publisher or speaker of any information provided by another information content provider. That's really dense, but basically it just says if I write something on the internet, it's my fault, not the person whose website I'm writing on. Now, that was perceived by many courts to essentially take all responsibility away from tech companies for what's on the internet. And that's created the internet as we know it, a bastion of free speech, consumer reviews, blogs, websites, everything. Now, a growing number of lawmakers have mm-hmm. zeroed in on this little piece of law, this 26 words, as something they want to go after. Democrats want tighter restrictions on the internet, so more regulation on the content that is going out there. They say it's, it's something that has created uh, violence on the internet, that people are becoming radicalized on the internet. Now, Republicans have zeroed in on different part of the law. The part of the law that says that you can moderate the content and you're still not responsible for it, that moderation, they don't like that. And they think that tech companies are moderating against them and that the internet is biased against conservatives. There's a really pervasive myth about Section 230, and that's that it requires neutrality. To hear Washington, D.C. and a bunch of Republican politicians talk about it, the law essentially requires neutrality and therefore gives protections to tech companies who aren't biased. One of preambles of the law talks about the diversity of ideas, but nothing in the law requires neutrality. It doesn't actually say you have to be neutral. It simply says you can make your own rules for the web and that's fine. Now, some Democrats want more moderation and more regulation of content on the internet. Presidential candidate Beto O'Rourke has proposed changing some of these regulations for companies that he says don't crack down on hate speech and violence and radicalization online. My colleague David Ingram and I actually talked to a lot of different experts, industry leaders, uh, one of the Republicans who wrote the law years ago, who since retired from Congress, and people said, you know, you're talking about how you want to change this, how you want to use this as a bargaining chip to try and get something out of tech companies who have a whole lot of power, but no one seems to have any good solutions. One of the proposed solutions by Senator Josh Hawley would actually put the FTC in charge of the internet, in charge of overseeing the internet's moderation and neutrality. That would overwhelm federal resources, a lot of people told us, and how is the FTC going to review everything on the internet? Part of the reason that the power was put in the hands of the tech companies is that the government doesn't have the ability or the manpower to review everything on the internet. The tech companies are the ones who have the best shot at trying to review some of this. Some experts actually said if you got rid of Section 230, you'd have sort of two polar opposites. You either have an incredibly moderated internet that sort of looked more like a magazine, or you'd have a internet with no rules at all. that would look more like 8chan and there'd be a lot of nudity, profanity, violence. Tech companies, unsurprisingly, quite like Section 230. It gives them a lot of power and a lot of freedom. But one of the things that experts told us is that if you got rid of Section 230 and user-generated content stopped being something that was not a huge liability to publish, it would completely upend the business models of things like Twitter, Facebook, YouTube that depend on user-generated content. Now, lawmakers on both sides of the aisle have gotten much more interested in how the law regulates the internet in recent years, but it really depends on what the actual law will say. So 26 words from 1996 may not be the most savvy, but they are the law of the land now. And until we see actual proposals, experts say, it's just too much to know what the internet would look like under a new set of regulations.
0: So definitely some interesting thoughts to think about. Um, you could definitely break the internet by removing 230, but I don't know. I I see why it's a beneficial thing, but I also see some negative uh, from it. I can see why, you know, um, I did ask some conservative friends, you know, what are your thoughts and, and they said that it needed to be repealed, uh, it sounds like they would like it to be completely gone. But that could, you know, shut down the the internet as we know it and the ability for us as, you know, general users, if we're not paying for a server platform, we kind of would lose that... Um, that ability like social media, Facebook, Twitter, and all that jazz. But I also think that, like I said earlier, they are profiting on our generated provided stuff, even to the point where now like they're looking at our, our credit card spending is being sent to social media outlets and they're using it for ad targeting. And there's such a revenue stream that either a, our rights as citizens need to be applied to the internet, and then we can leave two thirty the way it is. Uh, so we all have the right to free speech, and you know whatever, and 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 there was the right to privacy. Um, but I also think that if that's not likely going to happen, because that's kind of hard to do, and provide information while also making sure that it's all secure, like. That would bog down the internet unbelievably, so. but I also think that there should be ability for people to sue these tech companies. I think that there should be responsibility. Um, I think that they're they should be they should have to prove that they're enforcing their their guidelines and you know, letting something fester for four years until finally, you know, oh, the all these like crazy things about taking over, taking back the government, and attacking the Capitol building, suddenly became a reality a few weeks ago on uh, January sixth, because people showed up, listened to the president talk, and he said, "You are going to go to the Capitol, and we're going to take back our government." And what did they do? They went to the Capitol building, they smashed the windows, um, they tried to overthrow our government. Republicans did that. And I think that there's a fine line between freedom of speech and uh, mounting into a treason situation or radicalizing people, um, what created ISIS and all those terror organizations. Um, And I think that social media outlets have a responsibility to humanity, to facts, and I think that waiting until the eleventh hour to decide, hey, this is a little bit radical. Let's take down the president. Let's take down, you know, these these things. They had already been hearing it for four plus years. Um, so silencing it now, in the last you know two weeks of an administration after things had gone south, is just too late. And I think there's there's some responsibility on the hands of Facebook and Twitter. Um, the Adding the flags and stuff helped, but again, it didn't start soon enough. It didn't stop this psychotic degradation of, of facts and information from getting out there, you know? Um, and I think that there it should be vetted if someone's, you know, posting videos that claim that Trump said this stuff and it's actually not true like a legitimate news source can't verify can't show that that actually is what took place then it should be taken down YouTube Facebook Instagram they should all strip that stuff down as false information false uh, content and they should do it quickly so that it saves our humanity saves our race saves our country and hopefully our world so that was a kind of a glossover version of the Communications Decency Act, Section Number Two Thirty from nineteen ninety six. Hope you enjoyed this week's episodes, Freedom of Speech and the Decency Act. I hope you enjoyed the two fifty minute segments instead of one thirty segment. I feel like I didn't ramble as much still quite a bit of time to talk, so that's good. If you have any thoughts or questions about this, you can text or call 208-391-2808. Have a good week. Thank you for listening. Join the conversation. Send a text message or leave a voicemail at 208-391-2808. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and several
1: podcasting platforms. All the information at everettmcconaughey.com.